0: Good, right, okay, so um, we are uh, continuing our series today um, based on uh, a book called a Long Obedience in the Same Direction uh, by a guy called Eugene Peterson, he was the guy who uh, translated the message version of the Bible um, and uh, it's the, the title of our series is Discipleship uh, in an Instant Society. Uh, and we're working our way uh, through uh, the Psalms, uh, particularly the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, so that starts at Psalm 120, we're doing Psalm uh, 121 uh, today. And it's about uh, dealing with real life um, as it comes at you. Um, and I've asked uh, Florence to help me. Um, to uh, She's going to come and she's going to read. From uh, the good news version. So up you come, Florence. Uh, You can feel free, the words are going to be up on the screen. Uh, Feel free to uh, follow along on those words or on your own uh, Bible app on your phone or a real Bible if you bought one. Um, So, yeah, Florence, can you stand and face everybody? And I'll hold the microphone and you can read. I look to the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help will come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you fall. Your protector is always awake. The protector of Israel never dozes or sleeps. The Lord will guard you. He is by your side to protect you. The sun will not hurt you during the day, nor the moon during the night. The Lord will protect you from all danger. He will keep you safe. He will protect you as you come and go, now and forever. Well done, thank you. Here you go, you sit down? (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm going to be using that mic a bit more later on. We've got some other points where I'm going to need some help from the kids. Um, So, yeah, Uh, last week we talked about um, Psalm 120. Andy uh, spoke about that. Um, It's... Uh, A psalm about uh, feeling like you're surrounded by lies. Uh, And this week, uh, this psalm is about telling yourself uh, what's true. um, And how do you do that? Um, So when uh, Florence read that last night, um, I showed her it and I said, do you want to read this at church tomorrow? And she said, yes, I do. Um, And the first thing that she said to me after she read it was, I don't understand... What, is, what are the mountains to do with all the rest of it? Like the mountains bits there, and then there's all the rest of it, and they don't seem to link up. So, the piece of information that is missing that makes them link up is a little bit of understanding of what was going on in the days that this psalm was written. So in the days that this psalm was written, what would happen uh, at the mountains, people would go to the mountains in ancient Israel, and uh, they would go there to make sacrifices uh, to gods that weren't the true God. Uh, They would be going there to try and uh, get these uh, false gods to help them. Uh, So the idea is you make a sacrifice, I, I give you this, whatever it is, and then I want you you God, whatever you're called, uh, to give me something in return. And what this psalm does is it goes through all of the things that these false gods are supposed to offer, and it contrasts it with the real, the true God. So I said I'm going to need some help from the kids, and I've got uh, four bits of paper here. And it doesn't have to just be four kids that help me. You can uh, can have as many as many as want to do this. There's more paper at the back, um, but uh, I need somebody to draw me a bed. Is anyone anyone up for drawing a bed? Isla, come up and get you a piece of paper for a bed. I need somebody to draw the, who's good at drawing the, a sun. Florence, do you want to do a sun? Uh, somebody who can draw the moon. Duke. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, And somebody who can draw me the way that they normally get around. So maybe you normally go places in your car, so you could draw a car. Maybe you normally cycle, or maybe you go on a bus. You could draw a bus or a train. doesn't matter what it is. Any volunteers to draw a way of transport... (laughs) Alex, if you, if you really want to, I think. <laughs> I'm not getting any other volunteers to. John, you want to do it? Fine. Well done. Thank you, man. So, um, yeah, there are crayons at the back um, if you uh, don't already have a pen on your seat. Um, and you want to make it a bit more colourful than this, the blue borrows that we've got. OK. So, while this drawing is going on, I want to just have a think about these false gods and what they were offering. Because actually our culture has changed quite a lot. Nobody goes up mountains like this uh, and makes sacrifices anymore. That doesn't happen in our culture. But if we look at the motivations, the motivation, why did they do that? Actually human nature hasn't changed in all of these years. You can start to see, when you look at motivation, a whole lot of stuff that we have in common with them. And when I was preparing this, I was thinking about myself. And what is it that... What's my motivation when I go to things that aren't God? And I came up uh, with three S's. Here you go, Jordan. Jordan loves three points, and I managed to get them all at the same letter. So, um, first S is uh, sense. And I mean sense in the sense of good sense or common sense. Uh, You might say, oh, anybody, any reasonable person can see that such and such is the case. I think this is actually probably the most powerful of the S's, because we all like to think of ourselves as sensible people. And there's nothing wrong with being sensible. I like to think of myself as sensible. Not always sensible, but... (laughs) Um, The issue is when it's kind of like what Helen was saying in the worship when she brought that contribution, where actually something goes above God and it's not in the right order anymore. So where do we go to to get our grounding of what is sensible, what is reasonable, what is rational? And actually all sorts of inputs can nudge this in different ways for each of us. So Uh, For me, I uh, love uh, reading blogs. Um, Some of the blogs I read are about politics. I like listening to podcasts. And those kind of things can normalise particular ways of thinking. Um, Piers was talking uh, this week on the Zoom call about music. Like, music can very easily kind of... It's quite subtle. Like, you take on boards the stuff that you're listening to and maybe don't question it in the way that you might with other things. And actually, we can find ourselves, rather than holding stuff up to Jesus and asking him what does he think about it, we can hold Jesus up to our own reason and say we might even find ourselves offended with Jesus about things because actually we're putting our reason, our sense, above Jesus. My second S is uh, security. So uh, these guys going up these mountains, uh, they would want things to make them feel safe. Uh, so big ones for us, money, accommodation. Actually, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Having a roof over your head that makes you, you feel secure. Having enough money to get the things that you need. God knows that we need those things. But if we put those things above God, then it can start to things can start to get a bit, bit off kilter. And my third S is satisfaction. If you look out there, there are no shortage of self-help gurus or so-called gurus uh, telling you how to be satisfied in life. Uh, If you do this thing, if you think in this way, um, you can have titles on uh, things on social media. How to be the person you've always wanted to be. Even if you don't go looking for these kind of things, you can find yourself finding satisfaction in things other than God. I love a job well done. Um, I love making good use of my time and feeling like I've been really efficient with my time. I get to the end of the day and I'm like, yes, I nailed it. I didn't waste a second today. I just went, doom, doom, doom. And look at this to-do list that I've got ticked off. And that's fine. But actually, if you put that above God, it's not good. And you're going to exhaust yourself and wear yourself out. And Helen is looking incredulously at me. (laughs) She'd never heard that ever before. (laughs) So, I hope you've got your drawings done. We're going to find out now, what does the Bible say about uh, the true God? So, I think Isla, did you have the first one? You had a bed. So, Isla, can you hold it up so that everyone can see? And I've got a slack on this cable. Ooh, come around here. Um, can you tell us about your, your bed? What have you drawn? Anything you want to say about it? You don't have to What's say this anything. this bit called at the top? It's, called the... it's got a headboard. Yeah. And a pillow. What's this? Blanket. It's got a blanket. And then it's got a bit at the end to stop your feet falling off the edge. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, I I I? I don't like falling out of bed. (laughs) So, uh, Lizzie, if we can have the next slide. This is about... Thank you, Isla. This is about uh, these verses 3 and verses 4. He will not let you fall. Your protector is always awake. The protector of Israel never dozes or sleeps. So God doesn't sleep. I don't need to worry if God is on the lookout for me. Actually, this is speaking about security and finding our security uh, in God. I don't need to work really, really hard on my own. I just join in with what God's already doing. So God is on the lookout for you. You don't need to uh, worry that he's not because actually the, something that happened with these false gods is they thought that they would had to wake them up Um, and because they they slept from time to time. But this psalm is saying God, uh, the true God never falls asleep. Okay, so somebody draw a sun. Florence, come up. You Show us your sun, anything you want to say about the sun you've drawn. Can you show everybody? So we've got got the colours out here. Very good. Nice. So anything you want to say about it? Yeah. Go on. Um, that it's bright. It's bright, yeah, very good. Anything else? Um, No. No, okay, great, thank you very much. So we have a sun uh, because of verses 5 and 6. It says, the Lord will guard you, he is by your side to protect you, the sun will not hurt you during the day nor the moon during the night. The thing about the sun is the sun is great, it's really warm, I'm seeing some great industry going on for this moon. (laughs) Ready for a minute's time. Okay. Um, So, but the thing is that the sun is great. It keeps us warm. But too much of the sun affects our bodies. Uh, We burn in the sun. We get sunstroke if we get too much of the sun. What this is about is God saying he cares about our bodies. He knows what we need to carry on moving. And he will take care of of us. He knows what we need to find satisfaction in life. And he will not let anything get in the way of that if we put him first. The moon, who had the moon? Ah, Duke, excellent. Okay, can you show everybody your moon? Is there Anything about the moon you want to tell us? The moon um, reflects from the sun, to, um, so there's um light um, in the Earth. OK, yeah. And you've got some, stars some lovely around. stars around it as well. And some craters there. Fantastic moon. Thank you very much. OK, so this one's a bit more tricky to understand, uh, but um, in reading uh, Eugene Peterson, Peterson's book, he helped me out with this a lot. Um, people used to think about the moon, If you, you can get sunstroke, which is going to make you your bo- affect your body, but you can also, they, they believed you could get moonstroke. Moonstroke is not a word, but this, this is affecting your, your mind. And it's where we get the, um, the, the word lunacy. So lunar is to do with the moon, lunacy is to do with being mad. So they've linked up those two concepts. Um, and God cares about our minds. And that's tying in with the sense, the, the, the first S that I was talking about. Okay, and uh, who had the, the last one? Was that, was that you, John? Excellent. Do you, do you want to hold up your, your picture? I'm not a good drawer. I'm a it's drawer. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's good enough uh, to, for the purposes here. You'll be better than me. What have you got? Guess what bus it is. Oh, your favourite bus, John. The The 724. And where does the 724 go? Sorry? Got it in one. Got it in one. Where does the 724 take a you, John? I'm okay. Not a good <laughs> these, these are people on the chair. They're sitting down. Excellent. I'm, on, I'm not, I'm not a good Okay. No, that's great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Brilliant. So uh, the last verses of this psalm, um, it says, the Lord will protect you from all danger. He will keep you safe. He will protect you as you come and go now and forever. So when Florence read this last night, she said to me, what's that all about? Um, and it's, it's about coming and going from, from your home doing the things that you do in your daily life. God cares about those things, and he will look after you in that. Uh, And Edith and I have a testimony about that. Um, Last time I wore shorts, stood at the front here, it was last September, and I had some pretty bashed up knees. Uh, uh, We got, um, when I was out cycling, uh, a car drove into us. It wasn't very, very nice, Uh, but we knew that God's protection in that, um, and should have been so much worse, Um, but it wasn't. Um, So we're just so grateful to God for that. So the reality of this psalm is stuff happens in our lives, stuff that is difficult, um, stuff that is hard. Um, It doesn't mean that God will just wrap you in cotton wool and stop anything bad from ever happening to you. But it does mean that God cares and when we put him first and reach out for him the things in this psalm uh, will be uh, true for us and we will know these things to be true and actually the context for this psalm is that they were walking up a a hill and they were going up uh, to the temple uh, to worship God Jesus would have done that too Um, and uh, psalms were meant these psalms were meant to be said together or sung together to declare things that are true And actually, there's such a value in coming together as a church and declaring things that are true. That's part of what why we do worship is we're declaring truth together, and it encourages one another. Because actually, when we're by ourselves, it's hard to remember what's true and to keep things in perspective. And I think it was brilliant. I keep referring to the Zoom call we had this week. Um, I'm, apologies if you, if you weren't there, but it was just, we had some time of um, just sharing testimony and it was just brilliant to um, hear testimonies of uh, Alex shared about just feeling like other people are going through similar stuff to me. And actually, when we gather together, we can hear those stories and we can be encouraged by one another that God is at work. All sorts of things can feel like walking uphill in our life. But when we focus on God and when we declare truth to one another, it's just so much better. So... I was thinking about how to land this, and I just thought it would be really good uh, to do that together, practically right now, just to declare truth together. Um, we sang a song earlier, All Heaven Declares, but actually we get to join in declaration of truth about who God is. And there's some really old words um, in what's called uh, a creed. It's a declaration of uh, what's true about God. Um, And kids, if you don't understand this, you don't have to say it, um, but uh, if you want to join in, that's great. Um, If there's stuff that you don't understand, ask your parents, um, uh, because actually part of declaring truth is that we understand what we're saying. Um, so uh, if you're able to, and you want to uh, the words of the Apostles' Creeds are going to come up on the screen uh, right now, uh, and we're just going to stand together and declare this stuff to this truth over one another, uh, that this is what we believe as a church. Uh, and then I'm going to hand back uh, to Emma and to Amy uh, to, uh, for, for, for communion. There we go. I believe in God